What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Brandon, and Rick and Morty is off the air, but Travis and I are still doing Apathetic Enthusiasm, which is our show talking about pop culture and other stuff. So if you're interested in listening, here is our the first episode of that. You can find Apathetic Enthusiasm everywhere, but for now, uh, it, it's here on this feed. So anyway, hey, we'll see you next season, or right now if you want to. Okay, bye. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. In this episode, we make an Apathetic Enthusiasm. I'm pretty sure we just don't know how to do this. We talk about glass onion and Andor and hot peppers. It's it's the, it's the show. Hi, everybody. I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. I'm Brandon. And welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. We haven't done an episode of this since July of 2022. Holy... It's been six months. It's been six months since you recorded with me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been six. It's been six months since we recorded an apathetic enthusiasm because we Look were too us. busy talking about Rick and Morty over too on busy interdimensional <laughs> RSS. Here's here's what I want to know. I want to know what the Venn diagram is of the audience for apathetic enthusiasm and yeah. the audience for interdimensional RSS and. I feel like there's a lot of overlap there. But then there's just this like crescent moon of of listeners who only listen to AE. They only listen to this show. They have zero interest I, in I, Rick and Morty. I bet I bet the ratio of people who listen to only this and don't don't listen to the Rick and Morty stuff at all is it's it's like earth to the universe, right? Like it's, that's, that's how big uh, a difference it is. But we're thankful for you. Sorry. We've been gone. So Bob Carroll, Bob, (laughs) sorry, Bob. Sorry, Bob. I I sent you a picture of his love note to us after the one year anniversary of this podcast, uh, which we have now been making for over 200 episodes like I think over ten years now, uh, or we're getting close. We're coming up on coming up on a decade. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen is when we started. Twenty fifteen. 
2015. That's what's on my resume anyway. Yeah. Good. Glad you're including this on your resume. Anyway, uh, if we happen to go on hiatus for another six months, uh, there are plenty of ways that you can follow us. Uh, We still have somewhat of a presence over on Elon's social space. Uh, We're at Apathusiast. He's at Barnyard Cruise. I'm at Juggalmino. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. Send us an email, apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. Uh, over on Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm. And then, of course, our website, apathetic enthusiasm.com, where you can still find this show and all the other shows that we, we dabble in as well. Um, hello to all of our friends watching live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm. Uh, had, had a lot of folks join us for, interdimensional rss uh for some of those episodes so hopefully you guys come back um be part of the show it's this is a much more loose improvisational feel as i like (laughs) belch in the middle of these tags um anyway so uh yeah be part of the show we'll include you in the conversation uh and then of course if you missed the live stream but you still want to catch the video you can go to youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm catch video versions over there like subscribe do all those fun things uh, finally, our Patreon, patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm, where patrons can get exclusive content Ooh. to include Ooh. someone that just won't lie down. Won't lie down. The song by Face to Face. Whenever I start wanting to record something, I always end up go, going back to that song um, because um, because I know all the parts to it. <laughs> I know, sure. the, I know yeah. the guitar and I know the bass and I know the drums. And so... It's really, and I know all the lyrics. So I'm like, let me, let me put them all together. And so I, whenever I get a wild hair, um, that's what I, I usually tend to record that or uh, pictures of shorelines by uh, for the swings forever. But the other day I got a, I got this wild hair to like, I, you know, you've seen those videos on like TikTok or Instagram stories of like people different playing different music or instruments, right. And putting them together or reacting to each other. Um, and, uh, so like in the back of my mind, I'm always like, how do they do that? I want to, and, and earlier that day I was helping out the job. I'm, uh, like the company that I'm with right now do video stuff. So I'm like, well, I've been, I'm in this video mode already. Let me see if what I can put together. And so I sat down behind the drums and I, I set up my, my iPhone on a little tripod and I recorded the drums and then I was like, well, how am I going to play along to that? Because um, normally I try to like just play along to my phone, but then the Bluetooth headphones for the phone are always kind of like off. And so the it's it's never it's never synced up. Yeah, perfectly. Yeah, it doesn't sync right. Yeah, right. But what I found was, oh, OK, well, I could take that video from my phone, uh, airdrop it to my computer and the, the earbuds from the computer. I can now play along to that play along to that instead of to the phone. And then the phone can be recording me play that stuff. So that's how I did it for each of the, each of the parts. And what I was surprised by was the mix of the mix of the, the live speaker uh, from my uh, drum amp, from the guitar, from the bass playing in there. It was a surprisingly good mix on its own. And I was like, I didn't have to do much post-production on that stuff at all. Um, I, I'd mess with some of the levels of of the vocals because let's face it, it's the part I'm most insecure about is because you are the one singing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, it's most I'm most insecure about. Um, so I, I just miss with some of those levels, but I'm like, oh, this is fun. If, if I had to give any feedback on the video, and again, if you want to see this video, you can go to patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Um, but I feel like you are a good singer when you commit. And I think you like, I think you let that insecurity get to you a little bit in the production. So you started doing the Brandon thing, which is <laughs> let me be a little bit weirder when I'm singing. And then, and then, so it, it kind of, it kind of adjusts some of the vocals in that way. But I thought, I thought it was a great video and yeah, you're super talented. You're far talent, more talented than I, I could ever hope to be. I can't play one of those instruments. So, and you did three plus sang. So. But you know how to do a pocket operator. And I mean, that's a, that's an instrument as well. Meep, moop. I, I'm trying to hold it up to the camera. Meep, moop, moop. Meep, moop, meep. Yeah, I, I, I do want to make some mixes on the uh, pocket operator. I was I was cleaning my, what my family lovingly calls the clophis. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you are new to this show or new to uh, the inner workings of my life, uh, then uh, you would know that I record all of this from my walk-in closet. That's right. Uh, this area that you see behind me, if you're watching a video version of the podcast, uh, is a corner of my closet. And uh, we were hiding like a bunch of Christmas presents and stuff in here for for the holiday, you know, extravaganzas. Uh, and so when Christmas was over, it was like, cool, I can clean everything up. And then I was like, oh, let me rearrange some things. And I got like a new little shelf that I could put more pops and other crap on. So I was like, oh, let me clean all this up. And in that process, I start going through things. I'm like, oh, here's my pocket operator. Oh, here's my video camera from the early 2000s. Here's <laughs> here's all this other random stuff. And then I get distracted and I'm pulling SD cards out of 10 year old cameras and being like, Oh, there's a weird vlog. My kids did when they were toddlers. Okay, cool. That's, <laughs> that's weird. Um, but yeah, so I found the pocket operator and much like you, uh, I'm incredibly insecure about my singing. So whenever it's time for Dan Harmon, social media minute, I am more than happy to play pre-recorded audio. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to start mixing some up on the old pocket operator. Nice, 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 nice. Which that's gonna it's gonna be great, and I think it's a good good segue because I'm gonna put this episode on on our Ram feed as well. Just oh, so hello, hello Ram listeners. Just Welcome. just just so you know, uh, and we're after we're done recording, I'm going we're gonna record it's time for semi pertinent news. I'm sorry, <laughs> we're gonna record an intro for the episode on the feed. That way, when people come listen to it, they're not like, what the hell is going on? So we're going to do like a quick intro. And now we're I'm now in this episode, we're talking about planning that intro. So now you oh, will have that intro, intro that you heard at the beginning of this. This is where <laughs> I found out about it. Yes. Uh-huh. 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 This Good. is this Good is no, this, this is where is the, the idea process. generated. Anyway, uh, so welcome, welcome listeners of Ram uh, International RSS uh, to to this podcast. This is our podcast. This is just Travis and I, where we talk about whatever's whatever's on our mind. You know, kind of what just going on, kind of us hanging yeah. out, right? Um, right. And uh, normal, we try to have a, a main topic. And today, you know, he said it in the intro, and we might as well we might as well get into. It. We don't have fancy transition music or even beatboxing, even shitty beatboxing to transition yeah, to the topic. We just we just awkwardly call out our transitions before they happen. Yeah. Here we go. Our first transition. 
Movies. <laughs> movies. Um, well, first of all, happy 2023 to yeah, everybody out there. Um, uh, Any resolutions, Brandon? Anything you're trying to do differently in the new year? Or are you are you past that in your life? You don't need resolutions. You, you're resolved to live your life. I think it's okay to be free from the the belief that we're going to stick with resolutions anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. You know, you know, I mean, did you, did you think to yourself, I'm going to make a resolution this year and I'll already blow it. Um, I, my resolution was to be more prepared for podcasts and we've already screw, screwed that up. So yeah, no, uh, um, I, I really didn't, I didn't, think explicitly about any resolutions i mean there's there's things i could always be better at um i am thinking a lot about my health and about fitness and things like that just because this is the year much like you last year where i turned 40 um so you know it's a big milestone and i want to you know be around for you know another 40 or so if possible um so yeah so just uh you know, being more healthy, making sure I stay active. Um, but then again, I also got like a bar set for, for Christmas. And so <laughs> I've been making uh, mixed cocktails at home, uh, which is not something I used to do in the past. So drinking less is certainly not a resolution for me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, yeah, just. That's cool, man. That's look, cool. Looking forward to, to new great. opportunities and being open to, uh, to whatever happens in the next year. That's great. That's great. Um, well, I, you know, I'm happy to share this, this, this journey with you and into 2023, uh, with health and good tidings. <laughs> hey, did you run that long race that you were supposed to run last year? No, I, I know like... I was supposed to run it. And then I got sick that week and like, I'm just now finally feeling better. Like I, I went for like a mile run a couple days ago yeah. and like, finally I, I did it. And so, um, it's not a resolution, but I, I do want to continue running and eventually get to that, that 10 miler that I was supposed to have run. So, uh, virtually anyway, I changed it to a virtual run and I never, I still didn't do that either. Yeah. But, I, uh, I would like to put more distance on my shoes for sure. No. So I gotta, I, I slacked off the last half of 2022. So yeah, maybe, let's, uh, well, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's set, let's run more a mid, a mid, a mid, uh, 2023 run together you know when we hang out okay what are we talking 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 half marathon what are we talking yeah yeah we'll just let's just do a 10 miler you know just a 10, 10 miler, miler. 10 miler mm-hmm. 10 miles 10 miles let's Dude, hold ourselves to it I, to it i still might i still might sign up for a half marathon in april you're, you're done <laughs> yeah i am i am uh happy 2023 uh how, how did you celebrate did you do anything fun did you get together with anybody or well uh no well, yes didn't get with anybody I hung out at the house with with the family watched the twilight zone marathon it was all as as is the the cruise way as is the way uh this this year the they included three episodes of the jordan peele reboot uh that was on paramount plus and they showed it in black and white. They showed those episodes in black and white, which I really, really appreciated. Um, and uh, I, I'd only watched one episode of the the reboot, and that was the one with uh, Kumail Nanjiani uh, in the comedian. 
Um, okay. and then, uh, and I never watched any of the, uh, the other episodes cause I just wasn't super interested. Um, and, uh, but I liked the, the three that, that we, that we saw on the, the, the marathon this year. So that was, that was cool. Very cool. And then let, then, you know, just, just hung out, just hung out with the family, yeah. you know, updated my yeah. resume. Those, you know, things, yeah. things we do on our, on new year's Eve, the, 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 the classic new year's traditions, like updating your resume. <laughs> refreshing the profile on linkedin uh, yeah um good 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 but yeah also, I, I hung out with the oh. neighbors um they had a ping pong tournament which i didn't know was going to be a thing mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doubles doubles so me me and the old wifey uh just walking in off the street yeah like sure yeah pencils in for the tournament we won the whole thing i mean so i, I just I feel I feel did now you, obligated like I have or did to you, go back to their house next did, year for New Year's. Did you like? Did you run it? Where was it? You did was I run it? the tournament? No. Yeah, I no, mean, it wasn't even my no. I, no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying did you run it. I'm saying like did you run the table and did you did Sheena just sit over to the side where you did everything? Oh, Sheena, Sheena was clutch in some some key situations. Okay. All right, yeah. all right, yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. I, that's what I was really wondering there. No, 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 no. But there was a point where. Uh, one of the games was getting very close to the end and my face like went from, <laughs> we're having a good time to like, okay, we're winning this ping pong game. <laughs> like the, the competitive side of Travis came out, which I don't love that. Like we're all having fun. And then I like, I didn't like yell at anybody. Like I didn't, I didn't get like enraged or anything. Um, cross the but... line. <laughs> Doesn't count. Cross the line. <laughs> this is in federal ping pong regulations what's going on here uh no i it was it was all in good fun um but yeah i'm just i'm just saying now i feel obligated to defend the title next new year's so i don't know i guess we'll see we'll see how how plans change in the next (laughs) 300 something days there was there was something going into the new year uh that we're all pretty excited about, and this is a segue to an actual actual point of the episode, uh, which is Glass Onion, uh, the Ryan Johnson sequel to Knives Out. Not a Knives Out mystery, which he doesn't like <laughs> that Glass Onion, uh, a Knives Out mystery either. Um, but uh, the, it was out in theaters for uh, for a month or so, and I yeah. wanted to go. I wanted to go see it, and then I was like, "Oh, it's coming to Netflix." Uh, was it on like the 30, 30th or like 31st, something like that, like not too long yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, and so I was excited about that. I wanted to see it and then it came to home and I didn't have to go anywhere uh, to do it. Um, so I watched it, you watched it yesterday. Um, and yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Cause I know you love a good murder mystery and heist. Yeah. Those, those I, I do. Um, I like the original Knives Out. Um, I th- I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. Um, doing almost like a, a spiritual sequel, right? Or or like it, like it, it had some uh some over like an, an overlapping character. Um, but I I like I like like a good ensemble heist mystery type show or movie. Uh, so yeah, so I. I was interested in seeing it, not interested enough to go and see it in the theaters. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I was I was excited when it when it did finally hit Netflix streaming and uh, and fired it up, watched it with my eldest and my wife. And one thing I noticed right off the bat is uh, my oldest child is not used to watching those types of movies with me uh, <laughs> because she was asking all these questions. And I was like, let's watch the movie and see if it tells us the answer. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was, that was a cool uh, learning experience. Um, but yeah, no, I thought, I thought the, I thought the movie was good. I thought the cast was great. Um, Sheena didn't really know what to expect going into it. So as they're introducing all of the main characters, uh, just like one after the other, she's just like, oh, oh, like, like every time they, uh, introduce a new person. So obviously Catherine Hahn, one of the first, uh, that we see, uh, who she knows as, um, Agatha from 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 WandaVision. <laughs> um and then I think we see like Kate Hudson, um who else is in there? Uh, obviously Dave Batista. Oh, and uh Le- Leslie Odom Jr. who you never you never actually watched Hamilton, right? No, I I, wa- I watched it. I know he okay. was I know he was um his Amber. Amber, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um my my oldest is was obsessed with Hamilton uh, when when it was at the peak of its of its popularity, uh-huh. and <coughs> excuse me, it took her took her about half the movie to realize that was Leslie Odom Jr. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, thank you, Grumpy Shih Tzu, for, for the subscription. Ooh, big, big subscription, ten months. Uh, you so you're much. you're you're great, you're Red Black. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um. So yeah. So I I mean, really awesome. Uh, rounding out the cast, obviously Edward Norton, uh, who has been a favorite actor of mine for for years and years and years. Daniel Craig as uh, what is it? Benoit Blanc. Detect- Benoit Blanc. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then Janelle Monet. Uh, yeah. Um, as as we turn turns out to be a couple of characters as we find out. Oh. Um, I'm dropping spoilers. I'm dropping spoilers. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought it, I thought it was really good. I liked I liked the tone of it. I I like a movie that requires me to pay attention so that I can uh, be looking for clues and things like that. I don't know. What did you think about it? Oh, what did I th- what did I think about it? Um, I, I I liked it a lot. You meant um you mentioned like uh, like spiritual sequel. Like it is. It's like the Pink Panther and a shot in the dark, uh, which like Pink Panther, I used to say a shot in the dark is, is you know, it's, it's basically a Pink Panther movie. Like it's a Pink Panther sequel, um, which I get called out like, but it's not a Pink Panther movie because the Pink Panther diamond is even, isn't even a part of it. Like, yeah, but Clouseau's in it. Yeah, but Pink Panther's not in it. Pink Panther movies are their own movies. Anyways, that's a, that's a whole thing. But uh, so shot in the dark in pink panther they're sequels to each other but using the character yeah. of clouseau to, to to time um so same thing with like this or say like death on the nile or murder on the Orient express with a plural plural um where yeah it's it's the detective and he's solving a, a new murder uh yeah same thing with with knives out and glass onion it's blanc he's doing all that stuff uh, so after seeing knives out I, it was coming off like the heels of, of the last Jedi. Um, I had never seen brick. Um, I, I, 
I'd seen some something Ryan Johnson. Maybe he did uh, Looper. I think he did Looper with um, Bruce Willis and uh, the three named dude. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So, I, so, I, so I, you I, know that you know the trivia about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? Um, with with Ryan Johnson movies, he's he's in he's in all the Ryan Johnson movies. His his voice is featured in every one of his movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. In some way, yeah. shape, or form. In, in, to, some, in some way. To include this. Anyway. Um, do, you know, do you know what his voice was in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. It was like the... Uh, yeah. I, 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 know, I know what it was. I can't... That, I'm, my brain's not right there thinking about that right now. It's the gong. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Cool. You're welcome. Um, right. Back to your... Coming off of, of The Last Jedi. Uh, yeah, okay. Like here here's a ryan johnson movie let's go ahead and, and check it out um and i really liked it and then i'm like okay this is very very good and i saw a vanity fair like youtube thing where he's breaking down uh, a scene of knives out just as a director and he's just so super he's very knowledgeable he's like explaining it he's like uh here's the eye line here's the levels of power you know i wanted i wanted a light coming in from this angle to do this the uh, and he breaks down in the opening scene, uh, one of the opening scenes of uh, uh, Glass Onion as well, because he did a, a sequel <laughs> to that Vanity Fair video. Um, it just it very competently made movies. They're very, very, very good. And I yeah. like in this one, the whole plot is uh, Edward Norton is a tech billionaire and he's inviting all his his douchey friends as Ryan Johnson's. Uh, says like to to his private island uh yeah. blanc ends up going is is invited as well so he goes to the island as well and the whole thing is edward norton wants to do a murder mystery where he's the one who gets killed and so how this all plays out i thought was very very good because blanc is not the protagonist in the original in the first movie uh it's nope. the the, the assistant. So changing the perspective to be from from his side was an interesting choice. And then what happens in the middle of the movie where a perspective kind of shifts as well also, also is a is a pretty cool uh technique. Um anyways, what I loved about it is is who the the killer ends up being uh was I th- I thought it was cool <laughs> because it was the whole purpose of the the movie, the glass onion, right? Um, which is like it, the glass onion is it's supposed to be very very layered, like like an onion. There's layers. There's there's so many different aspects of it, but you can see right through it. You can see the center of the the, the mystery. Um, so yeah, I love love the way it was resolved in that way. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really good, and I, I think it subverts your expectations a couple of times uh and and some of the biggest mysteries as they are solved in the movie um they aren't necessarily solved in a conventional way or the way that you would expect them to be um which i found really interesting and um i thought the the overall resolution of the movie and and the outcome for the characters um it sat well with me um so so ultimately i i really enjoyed the movie and thought it was thought it was really good yeah, it's it's a movie you can sit there and just abbreviate how important it is uh, from a from a, t- a directorial technical standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Yeah. 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 Great. 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 I, I'm, I'm going to ask you one more thing about this movie sure, because please do. it came out in 2022, late 2022, but it takes place in around March, April of 2020. This, this is a movie that is now two years removed from the start of the coronavirus pandemic, but it takes place in a time where like the pandemic was very fresh like this was the the period of time where we were like washing all of our groceries before they were delivered to our house because like like and we didn't we didn't leave our houses for like weeks because we didn't know what was going on or 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 how to treat it or or anything like that um it's it's the first time i feel like for me as a viewer i've watched that period of the pandemic as like a period piece. And it was really interesting to me to look at how different characters were responding to it, how different characters, even even down to, there's a scene very early on, uh, and they're all meeting on a dock uh, to take, to take a, a boat to this private island. And they all have masks on, right? And some of them are wearing them they all have different styles of mask. They have, they all have different ways that they're wearing them. Some of them, you know, nose exposed other people like not wearing them at all. Some people, can we hug? Can we not? And it's really interesting to me to see those behaviors played out in a movie. And obviously they kind of write out the idea of COVID very quickly because they all get some sort of billionaire, immunity very quickly and then it's it's it becomes an afterthought after that but i thought i thought that first i don't know 15 20 minutes of the movie where they're responding to covid in different ways um i thought it was interesting and i'm i'm curious if that's something that we'll continue continue to see writers and directors portraying or if that's something that's already going to kind of be like all right we're not going to we're not going to deal with that we'll just, just move forward with i don't know did did what did you think about that? Or did yeah, you just not really think about it? I, I wonder because the, when the, when the movie was made, that's when things were like, it was, it was adopting some of the stuff that was going on as the movie was being made. So any other movies that were made at this similar time and maybe are released later, maybe we'll see more of that, but I don't know if that's a well that people are going to go back to consistently. Yeah. Um, I, I liked, I liked that they addressed it at the beginning and then they're like, then they, uh, deus ex, uh, vaccinade <laughs> in a way. So we didn't do, yeah. do the mask. Yeah. But, I, but, I, but yeah. I like some, um, like Blanc is in the bathtub and he's, he's playing a uh, murder mystery with uh famous people. Angela Lansbury. He's playing among us with, with, uh, RIP <laughs> Angela Lansbury. Yeah. 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 Um, it, yeah, but like, you know, I, doing I thought it was as... interesting because to me, it was telling about some of their characters in seeing how they handled that situation. Like it was, it was early indicators to me about like how each character dealt with that situation was indicative of their overall sort of personality and, and worldview going into the rest <laughs> of the, 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 the situation. Yeah. I, I like, um, uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter. <laughs> That's what I... uh, yeah. Um, 
Kate. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kate Hudson. Uh, Kate Hudson, thank you. Um, I, I, I didn't realize it when I until like at the very, very last minute when like they're introducing her character and she's at there's a party going on and it, it, and I don't maybe I didn't realize that there was a lot of pandemic kind of related stuff yet with it um mm-hmm. until like she stood up and then in the in the background of the party there's a tv and it's talking about like covid deaths <laughs> and I was like oh hey yeah. that that's good and then we see Blanc and then we see them get to the thing I was like oh okay okay now I know the period in which this movie takes place um and and you know like I think maybe again it won't be a well that people go back to but I yeah you talk talk about it as a period piece I think it's interesting because it reflects maybe in like 20 years like people might go back to this movie and be like this reflects the time it was made and the people yeah. who were around at that time <laughs> that it was made uh, in in certain ways, like like the conversation, Francis Ford Coppola, like some of those films where they are tied to a time frame and it yeah. gives context to like what that was about. I can see another shoot. I'm sure Hollywood is already workshopping it. Um, but in the next couple of years, maybe give it another three years where we see like a major motion picture effort that sort of encapsulates 2020 and the pandemic as a dramatic retelling of it instead of, I don't know. I think people are going to pull from that for a long time. Um, I, I think a lot of movie, I don't think like all movies are going to be like, referencing it but because obviously a lot do not even now but i think i think there's going to be people that try to make the next outbreak uh but with it with a covid narrative uh, the 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 thing that i worry about i worry about this so every, every night i go to sleep and i'm like oh man i'm Toss and turn thinking about it uh is we talked i talked about the twilight zone the, the twilight zone remake um and although I like the three episodes that they showed, like there was one of them was where uh, John Cho is like this uh, pollster and he helps pe- people get elected. And he sees this 11 year old on TV uh, talking about like wanting to give video games to everybody and like, why can't the world be a better place? So he gets this wild idea to like try to make this kid become president uh, using his mom as a as a proxy. Right. Because he's not old enough. Uh, yeah. But anyways, so then things happen and then he starts to act like a kid a spoiled kid in the white house and then it it ends up being feeling like a like a ham-fisted very like on the nose analogy about the people that run uh politics and especially in this time frame like 2019 um so my i worry about people going and using aspects of the pandemic into things that are like just so on the nose and so ham fisted um, that yeah. it, it, you know, kind of uh, minimizes it or uh, just makes it a, a joke or, or gives maybe ammunition to people who are like, still talking about it, even though yeah. like 10,000 people yeah. a day are dying. <laughs> uh, uh, unfortunately we need to, we still haven't gotten past a point where it's not, something we still have to think about on a regular basis uh, without having movies and things to remind us. Um, But I think about other 
major events in our lifetime in the United States, like 9-11, right? Where that was such a pivotal point in history for uh, our country within our, our, our lifespan. And what was it? What was what was was it eight years before they were like, all right, we're making movies about this now. Like, like <laughs> we're we're doing it. We're doing it now. I and we're releasing like three of them in the same summer for some re- reason. Like it was it was weird how that worked out. Yeah, I I think I think I think there's a the difference though is eight years past that event. Same thing with like making World War Two movies. You know, fairly quickly after World War Two. Uh, Vietnam, right, is, well, let me take a step back. Uh, Let's leave the Vietnam example to the side here for a second. Uh, Like World War II, 9-11, those were fairly universally where people like, yeah, these, like, we're united in in this, this cause. We're united in in this, this idea. And, and there's, there was this almost like same thing with like a Sully movie where like, yeah, we we want to we want to see the success of the human heart and like, you know, we want to feel together. Um COVID is is just so p- politic pol- polarizing. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, and it's that, that divisive cuz there isn't there isn't one ground truth for the majority of society to yeah. be like, yeah, this is what happened. Too many people are still, and that and that's why I left Vietnam uh, to to the side. Although I think there's plenty of Vietnam movies out there. there no, there, there there are plenty of Vietnam movies out, out there. But I think, uh, whereas like people were united as far as like a nine eleven or World War Two, I think people were also united for for Vietnam because I think it was universally <laughs> uh, disparaged, like. Yeah, basically everyone acknowledges like eh, that was a bad idea, um, sure. unless you're Kissinger maybe, but that's not the that's not the point. You know, nobody wants a Kissinger movie. Is there a Kissinger no. movie? There might be. I don't know. There are probably know. two of them. You can go to Blockbuster <laughs> find them. Um, all right. Well, that's that's enough about that movie. Um, while we're on the topic of 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 war and uh, divisiveness and the start of rebellion. Mm. Uh, I want to, I want to shift gears a little bit and discuss something that has been on our minds for a really long time and has been the content of post episode, uh, Twitch streams for months, months. but because we have not had an episode in six months, we have not formally discussed the series uh, in its entirety, uh, on apathetic enthusiasm, and it's it's a little show we like to call Andor. Andor. So we're gonna talk all about our thoughts from several months ago on Andor, uh, the the show as a whole, some of our favorite uh, parts of it. Uh, when we come back from this commercial break. <laughs> What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. And we're back. Thank you so much. Um, whether or not you heard a commercial is strictly up to how well Brandon kept track of the time and whether or not he inserted one in ad break or not. We'll see. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, we'd love to hear uh, who uh, sponsored your ad break. Uh, anyway, we are talking about Andor. Um, I, I almost feel wrong talking about this a little bit because I didn't like rewatch the series or something, uh, in preparation for this conversation, but this started out as a series that if, if I'm honest, I was not sure how much I was going to like it. I didn't know if I was going to be as interested in this, this series about Cassie and Andor but very quickly my opinions changed and this is now possibly some of my favorite star wars material in existence um i i don't know where where do we where do we start with this conversation do we just do we just jump in from the beginning uh, what how how, how do you want to talk about it let's let's talk a little bit about the history of the the show the history um i I feel like we're we're coming into this late, right? There are so many sure. podcasts out there that have talked about Andor uh, while Andor was on. There are probably Andor yeah. podcasts. Uh, no, I, probably no. There are Andor podcasts. Uh, we're we're a little bit delayed when we're, when we're talking about this, but let's just go ahead and just say if you have not heard of the show, 
uh, Andor, Cassian Andor, is a character that was on in Rogue One originally. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, which takes place in between, uh, you know, the Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. It's all about like get, right before the start of a yeah, new hope, le- leading directly into a new hope, like moments before the opening <laughs> scene. Uh, of a new hope. But it is between the two. But um, and so so when they came out a couple years ago and they said we're going to do a show about Cassian Andor, my thought was, what? I didn't care about him when I watched one. <laughs> Uh, let alone why would I care about him now? And so, and I think a lot of people felt that way. Yeah. Then, then what the first three episodes were on, uh, were all released at the same time. I had heard somebody, I think maybe it was John, uh, saying like, oh, it's good. And so I, I, I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead and I'll go and watch an episode or two. I, I watched the, the three episodes I'm like this is really good. Like I want to see yeah. what happens next with this character and uh, where where he goes because he's a very selfish dude at at the start. And in Rogue One, although he is selfish, he is a little bit more selfless, um, and more hopeful as as a re- a rebel. Yeah, I, I I think it's depending on what you appreciate about Star Wars. And the aspects of the universe that you really gravitate towards that that could have a serious uh, effect on whether or not you initially like this series. If you are a huge Jedi space wizards type fan and the the best thing for you in a Star Wars, I don't know, movie show is some lightsaber battles and, and exploration about the force and things like that. Andor's not going to scratch that itch for you. If you love crazy, you know, droids and and space aliens and and seeing all kinds of cool like effects with different types of races and all this different stuff like yeah, that's that's probably not going to be something that you find very quickly or much at all um in in Andor. But if you really like a, a deeper understanding of I don't know the political unrest and the way that the empire could sort of take control over an entire galaxy and and have all these other you know planets and systems sort of have to fall in line and at the same time have a small group of people that recognize that that's not right and they're rising up to try and fight back against that if that idea of the rebellion and and all of those things that are really core to the original trilogy um if that's something that you love about the series then like for me that is that is what really brought me into the show was was seeing the i don't want to say initial sparks but really like that that very early on um, and it's something you always wrestle with, right? Like, yeah, let's support the rebellion, the rebels, but like, are they terrorists? Like, how <laughs> how do you draw the line on that? And there's definitely some 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 uh, story arcs in in Andor where you're like, yeah, they're they're kind of rising up and 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 fighting against the the establishment, and there are consequences for doing that for sure. Yeah, in in the in the costs within a 
you know, establishing that, that type of thing and the, the risks that are involved with that and, and the calculated risks and the, and the things you kind yeah. of be like, you know what, uh, going to let these people die because, uh, we've, we've come too far. And if, if we don't let them die, then the bad guys are going to know exactly what's going on. So, yeah. uh, you know, that, that, that type of stuff. And like, how do you, how do you put a price on the heads of, of people with, with lives? Uh, but anyway, it, it, so it would, it, it ends up being a much more mature way of looking at, uh, the universe, right? It's sure. It's what I liked about reading the novelization of, uh, not, well, not the novelizations, just the novels of, of star Wars. Like it would get into more nitty gritty stuff. It would go deeper into like in intrigue. Uh, I love the, the original trilogy. I, I loved, I enjoyed parts of the, <laughs> the, the prequel. I enjoyed, I enjoyed, uh, the, the sequel trilogy. Uh, yeah. I know I'm, uh, that's not necessarily the, the most popular place to be, but like, you, you know, what's funny about that be, and put a pin in what you're thinking, but over time, my appreciation of the prequel trilogy has gone up, which like when they first came out, I was like, these are trash. These are, these, these are, these are not good star Wars movies. And I don't know if it's my, uh, watching of, most of the Clone Wars animated series, uh, not to mention Obi-Wan, which I don't know if we talked about on this show because it's been so long, but uh, that time period, I appreciate a lot more and I appreciate what George Lucas was trying to do, mm -hmm. even if I didn't love his execution at the time. I can go back and appreciate that more because of the story that he was trying to tell. Uh, and and to a degree, the same thing for the sequels, but I yeah. I think... I agree with you like as a synopsis. And I think, I think, I think I've said this on here before, True. like as a Wikipedia synopsis of the prequel trilogy, what he was doing was good, right? Like just made it concise, made it, you know, uh, like concentrated, like orange juice, uh, you know, like put it together. Ah, oh, it's, it, that it's good. That is some good OJ. Um, but then when you see the actual execution you see the acting, you see the directing of it, then it starts to lose it. Cause I mean like the opening intro of, uh, of, uh, well, not the attack of the clones shit, the phantom menace, right? Like yeah. trade disputes and all that type of shit. Like that's not something we had in the original trilogy. They didn't talk about that. Uh, this was politically the end of an era and how complacency, uh, creates the rise of a fascism, right? Yeah. On paper, great, right? In execution, not so much. And so I think that's why here with Andor and with Rogue One to a certain extent, because it's also uh written by Gilroy, like it gets it gets closer to that, closer to like the the yeah. spirit of what Lucas was going for in the the, the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, yeah, I, like, I, I like it a lot. I don't need I don't need space lasers and and lightsabers all over the time. It's the, good the as a kid. You talked about trade disputes and things like that and how that sort of 
feels stale or not not as intriguing especially to a younger audience um I, it's one of the things i find most confusing about the clone wars animated series is like this show is marketed for kids as like a star wars animated series and there are entire episodes where like they don't fight any droids and they just like have a dispute with the banking colony and they have <laughs> to deal with senators and all this and i'm just like this is a kid show like what's what's going on here but you fast forward past that into a time where the empire has really gotten a foothold the jedi are gone and all that are left to i don't know fight back are small pockets of a resistance um this this small rebellion that forms and really more so than in any other point i think in in star, in current star wars lore right the the new canon uh this is the the earliest glimpses into that rebellion that i think we really get to see um in star wars content and i think it's i just think it's phenomenal i i thought the show goes through different story arcs and different periods of time <coughs> and each one really gives you not just a glimpse of what it took for that rebellion to really take like to 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 emerge and to and to bring people into the cause but um like five long years says in the chat it, it highlights uh the the downside of the empire when you have such a huge bureaucratic system that is trying to maintain control over not just a planet but planets and star systems and galaxies and 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 all of these different uh groups and types of people and the amount of red tape and bureaucracy that actually gets in their own way and prevents them from being effective um i think is really interesting and interesting to see from uh the perspective of a person who has worked in large bureaucratic organizations <laughs> with a lot of red tape and rules that sometimes prevent us from from being as effective as we can be and so I don't know. I, I I thought that I thought that was really cool and really interesting. Um, I think I don't know. It's just such a good show. Yeah. The whole prison sequence, everything that happened with the prison, I just I love that. Like if that was a mini series on its own, I I would think it would it would be fantastic. Yeah, uh, I wanted wanted to make a, a bring up a, a point about the empire coming to strength and empire losing its grasp and and some of the triggers on that. I think it's interesting. Andor's flashback stories where he's on the planet as a young boy other a republic ship crashes and mm -hmm. uh like they um when he meets mara uh, uh i think yeah marva and she's like you you gotta come with me like they'll they'll kill you right so like even the republic even the republic ships before the empire took over were were bad right and so, like, the Empire, there's a little bit of an aspect of exploration here. I don't think it was fully fleshed out or, or maybe not obvious, is that the Empire just adopted the system that the Republic had the, the, the entire time. And, like, it's just evil with a different flavor. Uh, the, whole, the whole thing with, like, the Jedi becoming bureaucratic and kind of complacent, right? Like, that was you know, peacekeeping and, uh, you know, whatever, um, diplomatic 
escorts, right? That's how yeah. limited they were. Because, I mean, even um, uh, what what's her face? Uh, uh, Mon Mothma, right? Like, she's a senator and she is fighting the the power that 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 is. And all of those elected officials throughout the galaxy, they were there before the Empire. Yeah, a lot of senators that were there before and are still there serving after. Uh, even you look at like, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Luthen? the senator Amadala. No, oh, not oh. not Amadala. Um, that that Georgia. adopted Organa. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bail Organa. Yeah, Bail Organa. Yeah, like he's still working in the Senate, like for years and years after, uh, you know, Palpatine takes over and stuff. So it's I don't know. It's but that's how they knew to try and like deal with things, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, it is, it is a good show looking forward to the second season. Um, that's when we'll, we'll, we'll meet, uh, Alan Tudyk's robot character and just see how, how it ends. See how Luth, like Luthan's speech, uh, is, uh, Stellan, Stellan Skarsgård, like his, his speech about like, what have I given up? Um, like such such a good abbreviated explanation of like yeah. this this is the cost of of rebellion uh for for some for some folks um i i and, we we talk about we're getting into 2023 that that also means award seasons are are starting mm -hmm. to gear up in terms of like golden globes and emmys and oscars and all of those things i I'm really curious if this show gets any love on any of the major TV awards, whether that be Emmy Awards. Uh, there's so many outstanding performances. Um, Andy Serkis, like we we talked about it for weeks in post-show uh, <laughs> Twitch chats and things like that. Um, Sarsgaard, again, even Diego Luna as as the the uh, Cassian Andor. Like, I mean, there's I, there's so many great performances down to like like supporting characters so i just um i would love to see this show get a little bit of love this award season i don't know if it'll happen but i'm, I'm really hopeful one last, last thing about diego luna in the in andor's character again we didn't we didn't care about this character enough to want a, a series with him um but his growth i think is so cool and i think him as a leader like i think i don't have a a better example of of a character in media that shows the importance of, of influence and, and yeah. in knowing not to always do things on your own, but to get the people that are, are best suited for something to do it. And like how much of a skill that that is, it's a soft skill and it's hard to like describe it without becoming, becoming ham fisted and direct and, and then telling and not showing. But there are like certain moments in the series where like, for an example, the Andy Circus moment where he's like, it's it's not me. It, it needs to be you like you need to be the one to motivate these folks because they look up to you uh, like having that presence of mind to 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 put the power into motivate into influence. It was just yeah. it's really cool. It's really cool. Anyways, great show. Go check it out. Right. Disney Plus. It's going to win a bunch yeah. of awards uh, on, on this podcast anyway. So, yeah. It's it, it better. It better. Um, 
what okay we're getting we're gonna wrap the show here in just a minute but uh speaking of star wars content did you watch the uh what was it tales of tales of the jedi on uh disney plus i i watched it was short it was animated it was just little vignettes of the jedi i watched a couple episodes of it i was interested in just a few one or one or two of them i liked the one with waddle or yaddle (laughs) yaddle yeah um the the female yoda which we never ever see again uh but we get to see her fate in that and so i wanted to i wanted to know what happened to yaddle um yeah i i i realized that ahsoka probably doesn't have a lot of like um like you probably don't have much of an attachment to that character just because you haven't watched the animated series um but I did. I, have I, I did like to, that one episode with her and uh, her her uh, clone, her clone friend. Um, yeah, I I, di- I didn't have the context. I don't know enough about that character because I didn't watch the Clone Wars. But yeah, um, I was I liked that, and it helped me be like, okay, let me look up more about the, the these characters. Yeah, we 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 have an Ahsoka live action series that's on its way. Um, I'm I'm very curious to see how that's received by fans and and how how that goes right because even when i think season two of mandalorian came out i wasn't as invested in that character as i was as i am now having watched almost all of the clone wars um so yeah i'm very i'm very curious to see how how that character kind of gets added into the mix um because it, it it just has always felt like this character that is super important in the animated stuff <coughs> but any live action she's suddenly gone or nobody <laughs> talks about her um so i'm curious to see how that all gets you know sort of uh, remedied but um i don't know I, I between obi-wan and andor very happy with the recent star wars offerings from from the big mouse uh, uh direct disney plus we'll see if they can have the same sort of success with uh, a theatrical release if they ever give us another one but uh for now yeah good stuff for now good stuff and for now that has been our episode of of a new episode of apathetic enthusiasm uh thank you everyone for listening if you want if you want if you want to hit us up uh going back going back to those call outs at the beginning Hit us up on on Twitter at Apathusiast. I'm at Barnyard Cruise. He's at Juggle Mino. You can hit us up there. Shoot us shoot us comments. Or when I post an image of this over on Twitter, you can comment on that too. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and you know, head head over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Leave a review. You can if you want. You don't have to. It's it's fine. Uh, but if you stuck with it, if you were an international RSS listener, you listened to this and you stuck with it and you liked it. I'm surprised because I mean we rambled on a lot, but uh, you're 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 the best, and uh, you know stay tuned. If you want us to the maybe a show, some you want us to cover something, let us know. We're we're game. We are game. Yeah, if you're if you're an intermental RSS listener and you've gone this far, hop over to Apathetic Enthusiasm, hit that subscribe button. Um, we will be making more of these during the Rick and Morty off season. So, um, yeah. Yeah, glad that you're here, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Woo! Until next time, everybody. I am Brandon. No, Travis.
Okay. See you later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.